0: The Bearcats look great in the first half, but not so much in the second half. So the question now is, which Bearcats team will show up going forward as we head into conference play now in the 2022 season? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. Welcome on in to Lockdown Bearcats following a 45-24 win over the Indiana Hoosiers. Today, the Bearcats improving to 3-1. That's where they finish non-conference play. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Lockdown College network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions do apply. Alex Frank with you, your host, each and every day. So, this game was a classic tale of two halves. But if there's a such thing as a frustrating win, this would be it. The second half of the game today was so awful. It was so awful. It doesn't even feel like, to me, we can celebrate this win. 30 minutes into the game... Cincinnati is rolling. They are hitting big plays. Their defense was stymieing Indiana's offense, uh, even though they were on the field for a lot of plays in the first half. I mean, it was a one of the best 30 minutes that I've ever seen from a Bearcats football team. And then the second half was just a complete reversal of the first half. Are you kidding me with what we saw? Are you kidding me? Here's how the second half went, in case you're wondering. For the Bearcats, punt, 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 punt. Turnover on downs, punt, touchdown, end of the game. Nine possessions, six punts, turnover on downs, end of the game, and a touchdown. That the Bearcats got the ball on the Indiana two-yard line to start. First half was really good. The first half was really good. Actually, at at, at the interception to the second half as well, so 10 possessions make that. First half, pawn, okay. Field goal, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown. I mean, the second half of the game today was kind of embarrassing. And I am starting with this today on the show because of recency bias. Six punts, interception, turnover on downs, and a touchdown thanks to a turnover on downs by Indiana. What are we doing? I mean, to watch the second half of the game today. And this was a problem last year for the Bearcats. They would would only look good for at most maybe 75% of the game. Is this team good enough? And we're once again asking this question because last year we asked it too. Is this team good enough to overcome long scoring droughts? Is this team good enough? The defense certainly held up. The defense was on the field today for 104 plays. 104. I mean, Indiana's quarterback, Connor Basilak attempted 66 passes. 66. I'm not even going to fault him that he completed less than 50%. Because you throw the ball 66 times, you're bound to complete less than 50%. 66. And a 21-point win... The Bearcats only had 46 more total yards, only 74 more passing yards. They had 28 fewer rushing yards. They had more penalties. They had 11 fewer first downs. They were 5 of 16 on third down. Indiana was 12 of 25. I mean, I'm struggling to figure out how the Bearcats won this game by 21 points. Time of possession, little closer than you would expect. Uh, Indiana only beat that only in Excuse me, Indiana won that by two seconds, 30 oh one to 2959. But how did the and maybe a better question is how did the like how did the Bearcats win this game by 21 and how did Indiana lose this game by 21? Indiana had chances in the second half. They had multiple chances to cut into the deficit, to come back in the game. I mean, the Bearcats were handing Indiana chances on a silver platter. And the defense of the Bearcats give them major credit. What a a, a really impressive effort. When you think about the number of plays that were on the field, this is the weirdest 21-point win I've ever seen. Like, if you are listening to this and you're wanting me to talk about how great the first half was and how great Ben Bryan looked and how great Tyler Scott looked, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but the recency bias the second half of the game, was so awful, hard to watch. I mean, three and out after three and out. I mean, my mom and I are talking during the game, fellow Bearcats, she's like, did they take a nap at halftime? And I'm like, no, but maybe they ate chili. Maybe they ate chili. And so when we think about that, the second half, what's going to happen when you go to, or I'm talking to Russ Heltman just before I recorded this. What's going to happen when you go to Orlando? And you go 27-plus minutes without scoring. I guarantee you, if the game is close, not something not good is going to happen. I guarantee you, if this happens against Tulane even, Houston, SMU, Memphis, Tulsa, next week, you go 27 minutes without scoring. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I don't even know the exact number of minutes they went went without scoring today. (laughs) If they go anywhere near 27, it was actually probably 30. We might be looking at an 0-1 conference record by the end of next week. And I'm not kidding. Because Tulsa can score. Bearcats can too. I mean, through one half today, the Bearcats have 38 points against Indiana. The same team that they had zero points through 28 minutes against last year. And then the second half was basically the same as the first half last year at Indiana. That's how bad it was. And if you remember how bad that first half was last year, it was like that again today. Thank goodness for the Bearcats defense. Major credit to them. But I worry when you go on the road to SMU and UCF and you go through those long scoring spells, oh, my goodness, whoop freaking do It – It's not going to end well. I guarantee you that. I don't care if UCF has a loss already this season. I don't care if they lose a game before Cincinnati plays them. That will be the biggest game of the season for Cincinnati. If they go 27 minutes without scoring, they're losing. Is this team good enough to overcome long scoring droughts? If the answer is no, if your answer is no, I'm not going to disagree with you. I am not going to disagree with you. Being a 3-0 and Indiana team with that kind of performance today suggests maybe it's not a big problem going forward, but it is something I think about. The Bearcats cannot be a team that plays well 75% of the time because that's what cost them the Peach Bowl. That's what cost them the Cotton Bowl. They didn't really play well the entire game. That's what cost them the game at Memphis two years ago. It's what cost them the game at Memphis in the championship game. I'm sorry, three years ago, both games in Memphis. It's what cost them the game at Temple. You cannot play well for 75% of the time and expect to win. You can't, okay? This Sparecats team, that game today should have been 60. It should have been um 62. My 62? Um, that game should have been 59, 66 to 24 at best for Indiana, 45, 24. Don't let that score deceive you. The team that played in the first half today looked like a team that could go to the college football playoff. And I'm thinking, oh man, are we going to have the conversation the entire season? Well, if they hadn't lost to Arkansas, maybe a playoff team. No, we're not. What we are going to have is a conversation of this team cannot play 30 good minutes and then three out of 30 good minutes in the second half. That will not win you a game. I worry about them going to Tulsa next week because Tulsa can score and that's a road game. I don't care if the crowd's 50% full. That doesn't matter. Speaking of the second half, what was wrong with Ben Bryant? And maybe the play calling played a role. We'll get into it. After a word from LinkedIn. So these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. What you can do is you can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so Ben Bryan in the second half was miserable to watch. After a first half where he was 17 of 21 for 314 and four touchdowns, the second half was this. 7 of 19 for 40 yards and a pick. That's not a good half. Now, my question is, why is he throwing the ball 19 times up 28? My question is, why is he throwing 19 times when it was clearly evident he was hurt? My question is, why, you know, if you saw. Okay, first off, Ben Bryan looked erratic, not in sync or rhythm, just uncharacteristically bad. He was missing on throws to the outside. He was missing over the middle. He was throwing high. He, I mean, he doesn't apparently now he doesn't even know how to slide. So. It was a complete reversal of the first half. He looked hurt. So if that's happening, if Ben Bryant is playing that way, why then are you not running the football? I get it. Charles McClellan got dinged up early and the Bearcats struggled to get anything going in the run game. That wasn't a problem in the first half, but it was a problem in the second half. The Bearcats... um, Had 30 rush attempts today to 40 passes. Now, I'm not sure the breakdown between halves. But what I am certain of is this. I guarantee you the Bearcats threw the ball more than they ran in the second half. I guarantee you that. But why? You're up 28. We had this conversation all last week. And I'm happy that this is the case. Because it hasn't been over the years. And the Bearcats have struggled to beat teams... That do this, but now that the Bearcats are a pass first team, maybe, that doesn't mean they could completely abandon the run game. Like this is not Washington State air raid or air core yell. This is not that. This Bearcats team's identity excuse me, identity should be its ability to run the football, regardless if Charles McClellan is out. Like, McClellan had nine rush attempts. Kiner had 14 for 17. 14 for 17. McClellan had nine for 25. And he was hurt half the game. Okay, so McClellan has nine for 25. If he plays the game, he probably gets 18. He averages, what, 2.8 yards a carry? That's still not very good. It's a little better if McClellan plays the whole game. But I get it. The potential, and maybe Gino Gadulli, offensive coordinator, thought this, that 60 to 70 points was there. But you're up 38 to 10. Run the ball. Keep your exhausted defense off the field. And maybe the Bearcats are now a little too pass happy. I don't know. But the lack of running game clearly caught up to them in the second half today. And so maybe as much as this 21-point win is a frustrating win, maybe it's also one of those wins where you go, hey, we won by 21 and we can do better. Because we know we can run the football. McClellan, thankfully, came back into the game later on. But gosh dang, I mean, this team's identity should still be its ability to run the football. They have the pieces to do it. They have the horses to do it. One thing going into conference play. He's realizing the importance of running the football. Because it should still be the identity. If Ben Bryan's hurt, if he's hurt this week, what should the, the emphasis be? Guys, we're going on the road. We're going to run the football. I get it. Ben Bryan has a great arm. But you have to protect it. And that leads me to this. Because I know a lot of you are going to ask this question. I'm going to address it. Why was Evan Prater not in the game today? This would have been the perfect time for Evan Prater to get experience. Against a Power 5 opponent with a big lead. You know what he can do. Penalties weren't in abundance offensively today. Most of them, three of them, by the way, came from Justin Harris, who replaced Arquan Bush. And if Arquan Bush is out for any extended period of time, that is a major blow to the Bearcats secondary that looked really good today. Brian threats with an interception. Uh, numerous other chances that the Bearcats had to, to get interceptions. I thought they did a very good job in the red zone. Sure, Indiana got first downs. Sure, Indiana moved the ball. But when it came down to the nitty-gritty, Cincinnati stood up, held firm. So there is I, – I, I just I, – I'm boggled by the second half. The – like, that was worse than Arkansas first half. That was worse than 2017 Cincinnati. That's That might be worse than Tommy Tuberville. I mean, that's how bad it was. Overthrown passes, no running game. I mean, Ben Bryant not knowing to not slide. And by the way, when he did, he started to slide before the first down. Guys, that, that, that second half, if that's the UC Bearcats team that shows up in conference play, for a whole game or 30 minutes of a game, they're in trouble. If the first half shows up and carries over at least 20 minutes into the second half, then they should be fine and go undefeated. When, I, when the game reached halftime today, I was ready to claim this team as, as 12-1, Cotton Bowl bound once again for a New Year's six-bowl. Now, don't think I'm not overlooking, don't think I'm not overlooking Tulsa. But let me rephrase that. Don't think I'm overlooking Tulsa. I'm not. Tulsa, by the way, might enter three and one as well. And they know they can beat Cincinnati because they've nearly pulled it off the last two times these two teams have played. But if your quarterback is banged up, shouldn't that tell you to run the football? Now, if McClellan was hurt, that's fine. But your quarterback was too. His arm was hurting. So if that's the case, You can either run the ball, and if you don't have confidence in your running game, put in the quarterback who can run the football on Evan Prater. And I guarantee you Evan Prater knows how to slide. This game could have been 52-24, 59-24. Instead, the Bearcats only got seven points, and it took them three plays to get two yards. They only got those points because of a turnover on downs by Indiana. It is not rocket science. This Bearcats team has the same question that last year's team did. Can they overcome long scoring droughts? The fact that they did it against a 3-0 Indiana team is encouraging. But it, it, it cannot be something they have to do time and time again. The first half looked really good. The second half, the last three weeks prior to today, looked really good. This one did not. I'm not sure what it was. We'll talk about it throughout the week. We'll find out more throughout the week. But all I can tell you is this. The play calling was terrible. I'm not going to blame it all on Ben Bryant. Just because your offensive identity might be changing a little bit, you might be a little different, doesn't mean you can completely abandon what's been your identity for the previous four years. And oh, by the way, that identity got you to the college football playoff. So what are you going to do? You're just going to abandon it? You're going to outsmart yourself? No, you're not you are going to run the football when you need to because this because last year last week Ben Bryan threw for over 300 yards but you know what else he did or the Bearcats did rather they ran the football they ran they had a dynamic offense that day McClellan had over hundred yards the same day Ben Bryan threw for 337 guys this is not rocket science the Bearcats identity I get it they're working the perimeter more but their identity is to run the ball. I mean, the, the 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 contrast of the first and second halves today is quite honestly alarming. And it's the reason why I'm talking about it now. I wanted to, I wanted to come on the show today and say, how good can this UC team be? And I still think they're going to be very good. I still think they're going to win out in conference play. But I'm coming on here and tell you right now, There's a question mark of which Bearcats team will show up from here on out because of what we saw in the second half today. Worst half of football I've ever seen in a win from the Bearcats. Ever. It was hard to watch. And I don't want it to be that way. Coming up, yeah, I'm going to talk about the first half, even though it feels like a distant memory. We'll get into it after a word from two of our sponsors. All right, so let's end on a positive note because that's something I like to do. Um, The first half was excellent. It was unbelievable to see this Bearcats team just completely take apart Indiana. This Indiana team is not bad. They're not good. But the Bearcats, like, maybe there was a little nervousness on your part um, when... You know, the Bearcats going to Bloomington to win last year. Indiana's got revenge on their minds. They're a better team this year. Maybe you were a little nervous about that. Those were gone. By the time it was 31-10, to and then to add insult to injury for the Hoosiers, Dominique Perry, who we didn't even know if he was going to play today. Eric Phillips forces a fumble from Connor Bazelak. Dominique Perry returns it for a touchdown. I mean, this... The offense in the first half looked like UCF of 2017 and 2018. Ben Bryan was chucking it. Tyler Scott was, I mean, Tyler Scott, first half alone, seven catches, 158 yards, three touchdowns. Tyler Scott, right now, is the best receiver in this conference. Change my mind. You won't. I mean, the Bearcats could do anything they wanted to do offensively. Maybe, um, Like, I'm really, like, I'm watching the first half, and I'm saying to myself, this team can be really, really good. Honestly, that's how it felt. And I'm thinking, are we going to just look back on if we had beaten Arkansas, the Bearcats could be a college football playoff team. That team in the first half looked like a top-10 team. I'm starting to think of that, if that team, this team this year, is better than last year's team. I'm starting to think, okay, can this... Bearcats team outscored last year's UCT. That Bearcats team last year scored 516 points. So far this year, uh, if my Cincinnati math serves me right. They have scored—don't tell me—87, um, 125, 172 points through four games. So you times that by three, which is 12. That'll get you through the regular season. That would put you at five. That puts you at 516. Okay. So, by the way, that is an average of 43 points per game. Times that by 14, you're at um, 602. So, can they keep that up is the question. The first half suggested they were going to. But then the second half happened. Now, if the Bearcats play like they did in the first half today, and maybe, you know, they had emptied the bucket of plays. I don't know. I don't know why the first, the second half looked completely different than the first half. I really don't. I'm not a coach. I'm not an X's and O's guy. I think it was because Ben Bryan was hurt. I think because they lost confidence in the run game. I think it was Indiana maybe made some adjustments. They started turning up the pressure up front. Um, Indiana, by the way, um, two sacks. Maricats had five. So not a whole lot of pressure from Indiana's defensive front, but still, you know, they they were getting after Ben Bryant a little bit more in the second half. But everything positive was going through my mind during the first half of the game. I mean, the Bearcats were just taking the top off Indiana's defense. I mean, like, they had a 75-yard touchdown on one play after Indiana's field goal. Six plays for 64 yards, seven plays for 75 yards, seven plays for 80 yards. Um, Like, this, this team was just getting the ball and scoring at will. I mean, they scored in no time. They scored in 213, 333, 219. Like, they were just going after it, airing the ball out, picking up right where they left off last week. And I said, start fast this week. They did just that. I said you have to start fast end Indiana this week. They did. They fed off that home crowd, which was electric today. Seventh largest home crowd in Bearcats uh, Nippert Stadium history. Like, the defense was flying. Ivan Pace, who, let me tell you something. He might be not just an all-conference player this year. He will be. He might not just be defensive player of the year of this conference. He will be. He might be an All-American. I mean, that's how good this guy is. And like he's not, he's not tall, but he—you know what he is? He's a freak. He's a freak of nature. The way he gets through blocks, the way he gets through gaps, the way he gets to the quarterback. I mean, that sack that he had at the, at the end of the first quarter of the day—I mean, that was that was a relentless effort by Ivan Pace. Fifteen tackles today. Fifteen. He's got forty-four through four games. 15 tackles, two and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, seven solo tackles. He was everywhere today, and no doubt one of my star players for today. I mean, it, that was a that was about as complete of a first half of football against a really good team as you'll ever see from Cincinnati, and that's what it needs to be every single week. Like, last year, the Bearcats scored, what, 35 in the first half against UCF? That was really good. They scored uh, 35 against Miami. That was really good. They scored, I think, 27 against SMU. That was really good. They've had some really good halves. They just need to put together 60 minutes of football. Ivan Pace, one of my stars for the game. Tyler Scott, obviously, um... I've already mentioned everything great about him. I mean, this guy can fly. This guy has tremendous cutting ability. Like, he's a do-it-all receiver for this team. Um, Final stat line for him today after a very, very good first half. Finishing with 10 catches, 185 yards on 15 targets. Trey Tucker added 5 for 92 and a touchdown. Charles McClellan added 3 and 40. Leonard Taylor, 2 for 26. Sort of an off day for Josh Wiley. I was hoping to see more. Like, And that's another thing, too, when we talk about play calling, we could have seen a lot more using usage of the tight ends. Wiley and Taylor, who still are probably your two most dependable guys. Tyler Scott, to me, is big play, hit or miss. Wiley and Taylor are going to give you what you want more often than not. And then finally, Dante Corleone. This guy just keeps getting better and better and better every single week. Today, four tackles, um, a tackle for loss, quarterback hit. Eric Phillips, really nice game from him. Sack and a half, two and a half tackles loss. I really should should put him as my three stars of the game, forced fumble. But I just keep seeing Dante Corleone making an impact. And I like, you know, how this guy has overcome a lot of things. You know, like he's a big boy and he's fun, but he's also, you know, a hard worker. And it's paying off this year. Um, But again, a 21-point win over a three-and-zero Power Five team from the Big Ten, Indiana, is really good. Even though the second half was just abysmal today, you're two and one, uh, three and one through non-conference play. We said that was best case scenario. We said that was most likely going to happen, and it did. Now conference play starts. Tulsa next Saturday, seven o'clock kick. I'm still working out how we're going to do post game. I'm, I, I, I think I'm going to put it on myself to stay up late and record the show, so that'll be fun. Um. USF, it goes USF at home, by week SMU and UCF on the road, and then Navy at home, and Navy and ECU at home, Temple on the road, Tulane at home. So you end with three of your last four at home, but three of your next four are on the road. So still a long way to go for this team to get to where they want to go. But the final conference season of being an American Conference member starts this week against Tulsa, and that game's not going to be easy. You can't go 27 minutes or, or however many minutes it was without scoring. On Tuesday's show, since we're through non-conference play, I thought, you know what, let's take a look at how the transfers are doing. Nick Martiner, Ben Bryan, let's take a look at how they're doing. Let's give them some letter grades for their performances through the first four games of the season. Wednesday, we'll have film review takeaways from uh, the game. Today, Luke Fickle's presser, Luke Fickle radio show. Russ Heltman will join me on Thursday per usual and then Friday game preview of Tulsa. Russ might be filling in for me that day. I'm not sure yet, but either way, one of us will be here for you. Here on Lockdown Bearcats, your first listen of every day. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can follow me on Instagram, AlexFrank, not underscore, or email me at Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Hey! While you're at it, make your second listen, Locked On Big 12. That's how you can get more on the conference. Everyday host Josh Neighbors and the local experts of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen. That's Locked On Big 12. For Locked On Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Bearcats get the win. They're 3-1. and one. Next up, Tulsa next week. Big conference opener to start, and it's a road game. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Have a great rest of your night. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the Bengals game tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, Have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, I want to take a minute and say Shana Tova to all my Jewish friends. Happy New Year, year number 5,783. How about that? Um, So happy Rosh Hashanah to all my family, all my Jewish friends. Have a great – please, if you're going to services tonight, please stay safe. Um, make it a sweet year, and have a great rest of your Monday as well. This is Monday's episode, technically. And for Locked On Bearcats, my name is Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your night.